Welcome to the Weekly Investment Outlook podcast from Deutsche Bank's International Private Bank, looking at the most important issues for investors in the week ahead. Hello, this is your CIO Weekly Investment Outlook podcast with myself, Stuart Haslam, Global Head of Communications for the International Private Bank. And I have the boss today himself, Christian Nolting, the Chief Investment Officer of Deutsche Bank's Private Bank. How are you doing, Christian? I'm fine, Stuart. Hope you're doing well, too. Doing well, extremely cold here in London. I'm sure it is in Frankfurt where you are as well. Um, but wherever you are in the world, I hope you are looking forward to a break shortly um, over the holiday season. But Christian, you and I aren't having a break yet because there's lots going on in the markets. And I think, you know, this week in particular, it really is going to be about central banks, isn't it? What's your, you know, what do you think is going to come out of these meetings? Any surprises or are we staying on this hawkish trajectory? So many questions, Stuart. So let me start with the first one on the weather. Yes, it's quite cold. It's around zero. Celsius, which is around 32 Fahrenheit for our listeners in the US. Uh, and why is that important? We have always talked about energy and energy crisis in Europe. And now the winter, which has not officially started yet, but uh, it's getting colder. Uh, and let's see how that turns out to be. I think very important, of course, to watch. That's number one. And number two, yes, a lot of work, no break uh, possible and uh, clearly very, very important to uh, deal with markets because uh, it's still all about inflation. And that's why you're right. Next week is exactly important because there's so many central banks for the last time this year coming up with their decisions uh, on their rates. And uh, yeah, we have the Fed on the 14th, the ECB, the Bank of England, the Swiss National Bank all on the 15th. So that will be quite interesting. And I think it could be quite remarkable meetings in a way that um, the market and uh, us, uh, we are expecting the central banks to slow down their interest rate hikes. So don't get me wrong, they will still do something, move higher, but many uh, central banks have done 75 uh, in recent meetings. And that might be the meetings where most of the central banks, at least those I talked about, uh, will probably hike in abbreviation marks only 50 basis points, which would be a change. Uh, and uh, I think that's clearly something which uh, is important because that's what markets have been expecting. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, you've heard it first, Christian Nolting, 50 basis points, not the 75. We look forward to seeing what happens, uh, well, pardon the pun, with interest over the next couple of days. Christian, you know, another very topical um, matter that I think we should discuss on this podcast is the potential reopening in China coming out of lockdowns and what this means for, you know, economic activity, what it means for the markets. I think we look back uh, to, to last week. Now, you and I, for our listeners, um, benefit. We're recording this on a Friday, but we know the markets in Asia this week, but particularly in China, in Hong Kong, um, have had a little bit of an uptick on this potential reopening. What's your view? You're quite relieved, I have to say, because uh, as many of our listeners know, we have been more positive on China than the market because we were saying uh, China will not keep the zero COVID policy forever. Um, so from that perspective, uh, it's not a complete opening. It's a step-by-step -step opening, which I think makes total sense, by the way. Uh, and from that perspective, we see uh, demand increasing. 
uh, which somehow could drive prices. But again, it's done step by step. But it's also positive from my point of view for Chinese equities in general, but also a positive globally because that should ease further on the supply chain issues we have and still have. That has come down a little bit in terms of tension, but that should help. I think that's really a positive news and I hope they can keep uh, their opening strategy uh, up and running and don't need to close down again or will close down again. So I think that's something we have expected. So I'm glad to to see that happening now. Yeah, indeed. No, I remember very clearly having the, co- uh, the conversation with our CIO in Asia Pacific, Stephanie Holzergen, and she had exactly the same sentiments as you would expect. Um, but this is certainly a positive step for those markets. Now, Christian, um, as a last question, it's going to be a little bit of a longer topic, but um, I think it's really important that you have the opportunity to talk about this to our listeners. And, and that is the fact that this week we're coming out with the uh, Outlook report for 2023. Now, I know we spoke about this with some of our colleagues in the media just a couple of weeks ago, but we're now at that point where the report itself is going to be issued, and that's going to be on Wednesday this uh, coming week, the 15th of December. So please do keep an eye out for that. But Christian, can you give us some sneak peeks, please, or some highlights from that report from your perspective? Sure. I think, interestingly, there was a lot of media demand for this, which is, I think, a good sign. Uh, probably also it's it's very important, I think, to really forecast correctly the next year. And for us, it's important to really be consistent. So if we say something for one asset class, what does it mean for the other asset classes? And yeah, let me give you some some sneak peeks. So bonds equities have been uh, going down in tandem this year, uh, and we think the correlation stays positive. That means they go again in the same direction, but for next year, we think it's up. And I think that's that's a change for so for equities would say cautiously optimistic. And for the bond side, I'm even more optimistic because we do forecast, as many of you know, recession in Europe and in the US for next year. And from our perspective, that should weigh on the longer term yields, which then on the other hand is an opportunity on the fixed income side. Uh, otherwise, what we talk about is certainly inflation. What's our expectation there? And we would be in the camp of inflation coming down. And probably we are at peak level now in the US and probably beginning of next year also in Europe. That's certainly positive. However, we call it inflation lower and higher. And what do we mean by that? Lower than this year, but higher than average over the last year. So we are not saying inflation is quickly coming down to the old very low levels. And I think that's also very important if we look at asset classes. Then on the FX side, we don't expect a repetition of that strong dollar. We probably expect a slightly weaker or sideways dollar from here, also important for asset classes. For example, on the emerging market side, also on the gold price, that should be a bit helpful. And uh, nevertheless, it will be a year again where there are many risks. I think, unfortunately, it won't be an easy year We will spend a lot of time, from my point of view, to deal with volatility, to look at risks arising uh, and assess them, value them. I think that's that's one of our key topics, which will remain very, very important for next year. And then Asia, as you just mentioned, uh, we think is a region which is very interesting. ESG remains a topic. And here we really look at energy transition. I say everyone, and that's the governments, that's the corporates and the private households are thinking and not only in Europe, by the way, but especially of, of changing things in a much faster way than before. And that means there will be very much uh, looked at in infrastructure investment, fiscal spending, which is massive, by the way, next year. Uh, and that's an opportunity as well. So I think to sum it up uh, in one sentence, if possible, Stuart, I would say not an easy year ahead, 
But if we fast forward ourselves to December 2023, we should be after recessions and we hopefully look into a better future. And that means we need to use 2023 to really capture on opportunities which will certainly arise. Yeah. Oh, that's fascinating. Just for all of our listeners' benefits, um, Christian, thank you. That report's going to be available this coming Wednesday. That's the 15th of December on deutschewealth.com. You can also find it uh, through your relationship manager if you're a client um, and also via the Deutsche Bank International Private Bank LinkedIn channel. So keep an eye out and please do subscribe to any of those feeds if you're looking for that report. Christian, thanks so much for joining us. This has been your CIO Weekly Investment Outlook podcast with me, Stuart Haslam and Christian Nolting. Have an excellent week and bye-bye for now. In Europe, Middle East and Africa, as well as in Asia Pacific, this podcast may be considered marketing material, but this is not the case in the US. No assurance can be given that any forecast or target can be achieved. Forecasts are based on assumptions, estimates, opinions and hypothetical models which may prove to be incorrect. Past performance is not indicative of future returns. Performance refers to a nominal value based on price gains and losses and does not take into account inflation. Inflation will have a negative impact on the purchasing power of this nominal monetary value. Depending on the current level of inflation, this may lead to a real loss in value, even if the nominal performance of the investment is positive. Investments come with risk. The value of an investment can fall as well as rise, and you might not get back the amount originally invested at any point in time. Your capital may be at risk. The services described in this podcast are provided by Deutsche Bank AG or by its subsidiaries and or affiliates in accordance with appropriate local legislation and regulation. Deutsche Bank AG is subject to comprehensive supervision by the European Central Bank, by Germany's Federal Financial Supervisory Authority and by Germany's Central Bank. Brokerage services in the United States are offered through Deutsche Bank Securities Incorporated a broker-dealer and registered investment advisor which conducts investment banking and securities activities in the United States. Deutsche Bank Securities Incorporated is a member of FINRA, NYSE and SIPC. Lending and banking services in the United States are offered through Deutsche Bank Trust Company Americas, member FDIC and other members of the Deutsche Bank Group. The products, services, information and or materials referred to within this podcast may not be available for residents of certain jurisdictions. Copyright 2022 Deutsche Bank AG and or its subsidiaries. All rights reserved. This podcast may not be used, reproduced, copied or modified without the written consent of Deutsche Bank AG.